Audio. <laughs> Underbelly Hours. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to the first Underbelly Hours episode the of 2020. Oh. Underbelly Hours interview. Excuse me. You're correct. Of 2023. Yes. We have a very special guest. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But first, we got to do the intro song. So I'm Adela. And I'm Dan. And you're listening to the Underbelly Hours. Stay wild! All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl. It's the boy. All sorts of things are happening on the show today. All right. So, uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. Well, I'll have a good time. You uh, like what you hear. Are you ready? Uh, you can find us on Underbelly Hours. All sorts of things. Uh, all the socials. Yeah. Get your favorite local takes on the local greats. Here it goes, ready? Sing it with us. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome. We are so stoked to be back and interviewing guests. I don't know about you, Dan. I feel like I miss this component, honestly, of the Underbelly Hours, just sitting down with a band, chatting about their music, and everything else that randomly comes up along the way <laughs> which is prone to happen yeah yeah and uh some stuff some stuff popped up yes when we sat down with our guest today who is the invisible cartoons i think i added the the the, the little, beatles effect yeah <clears throat> i think it's just invisible, invisible cartoons <laughs> sorry guys they are really cool. Not only do they have fantastic music, but they're also extremely warm and personable, optimistic guys with lots of great stories to tell. Just so, so much loving energy. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So sweet. I want to have <laughs> I want to have a relationship as good as those guys have with each other, honestly. Right. It's amazing. And we can't wait to showcase that for you guys. But before we get into the interview, we got to do some musical shout outs. We haven't done that in a while as well. And we lots haven't of done a lot in a while. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch the first episode if, <laughs> if you want to know more about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, lots of people have been dropping good stuff. So the musical shout out we want to do for, for this week, let's start things off with one of our favorites. The uh, Pino Farina. Farina. <laughs> Who's name? F -f 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 Farina. <laughs> guys sorry no that's great you that? need to do that for like some sort of stupid promo for, sometimes yeah sure you know? yeah. like the cha 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 and yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hair just grew. I would buy a Pino Farina Chia pet Josh no, we'll just said get, he would buy a Pino Farina Chia pet for those of you who we'll just get all the wine moms in a line and all scream drunkenly <laughs> <laughs> in any case well we love him but can we like be transparent and totally oh like, we, he's got a fan base yeah the whole band does i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're great and uh but yeah, it, it is a little a, funny to see that oh there's a how do we say this there's a lot of a certain type of audience member that goes to to those shows and i'm one of them <laughs> Yeah, if you go there, it's just a bunch of balded, bearded dudes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, like, it's, damn. it's the complete opposite. Yeah. We love the Pina Farina band. In any case, they're fantastic. They're great guys. Great guys. Phenomenal musicians. Absolutely. They're so tight. They rock hard. They rock hard. Uh, but a little bit of a change of pace, they've oh, yeah, recently they released a, a little bit more of a ballad style song called A Perfect Sky. 
It just dropped on Friday the 13th, January, Friday the 13th, ahead of their Des Plaines Theater show, which I saw pictures of and that looked like it was looked pretty like it was uh, pretty successful. It was a success. Pretty good show. Yeah. And Woo. this song features Pino on piano. Pino on the piano, which is not... Piano! Let's just hear the song. I don't know what yeah. else to say. We're, we're going off the rails already. Oh my god, here's a perfect sky by the Pino Farina band. On the underbelly hours. Yeah. We're met together like the candle wax on a constant flame. Two weeks alone, bring them close, make them one in the same. So make a wish, blow it out, and lights right back up again. Cause our love is strong, yes, it's strong, baby, stronger than change. We'll come together like two rivers running so deep The water flows like the blood feeding my heartbeat Don't ever stop like a drug, you've become something I need Just like a song's not a song without a melody the more I get of you, the more I need The more I care for you, the more I bleed The more I get of you, the more I need The more I care Together like the colors of a sunset in a perfect sky Shade and soul, never mind, they become entwined A flawless scene, you and I never felt so alive You fill my life like the sun fills a perfect sky the more I get of you, the more I need, the more I care.
<laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother, that was a perfect sky. <clears throat> by the Pina Farina band. Thank you, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Macho Man, did you know we also have one more band we're going to shout out for the musical shout out this week? No, I did not. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Okay, so I can't do this. Um, the next <laughs> band we're shouting out for the musical shout out is a band that uh, I actually saw last night. Uh, I was played with the Jory Avner little group that he's got going on. We opened at Cubby Bear for uh, the Swell and the uh, the Surge and the Swell. I almost got that mixed up. Surge and the Swell. They are a Minneapolis-based folk rock group. They were coming through the area though and picked up some Chicago musicians to add to their bill. It's a two-piece usually. But they performed in a full rock band setting. There was a slide guitarist who absolutely killed it. Love a good slide guitar. It just adds that like nice little country texture to to the tunes. And um, I really loved their set. So much so I bought a CD, listened to it in the car ride home, and I want to give it a shout out right now. The song in particular I'd like to shout out, uh, since we played a little bit more of a ballad earlier, Perfect Sky. Let's do something that's a little bit more upbeat. They were listening to the song The Surge and the Swell. Bye. The Surge and the Swell. Oh, they did one of those things. Yeah, they did one of those Bad things. Company. By Bad Company off the album. Mm-hmm. album. Bad yeah. Company. It's uh, It's got a nice little, uh, like a shuffle kind of beat going to it. And I don't know, it just makes you feel like traveling, like doing a road trip in the summer. It's really good. The harmonies are super tight. And there is, in the chorus, a very like surge of like, of... Uh, of, of like volume goes up it kind of gets a little bit more full instrumentation which is a fun like a effect swell? yeah it's it's nice it's wow. all it's so intricate you know it's all coming together the name and the song and what actually happens musically in the song so i thought that was very nice let's give it a listen now let's do it
we're back. Welcome everybody to the interview portion of tonight's episode of the Underbelly Hours. And who better to kick off 2023? Who better to bring in the positive vibes, the good energy, than the only, the one and only Invisible Cartoons? Thank you guys for coming on the show and welcome. How have you been? Busy doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to get it in. Trying to get it in. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The OG fan. Fans who will have been following the Underbelly Hours for a while will remember you guys back from when you were in the WRSC studio with us, which must have been oh too long. Four years? Four years, maybe. Five years yeah. ago. Oh I, man. I think, it was, I think it was November 2018. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while. And you guys yeah. delivered an incredible performance then. They were doing some you guys should check out the old we saw the old video up. We can maybe try and clip it as a as a promotion for this episode because it was really Cut fun. To the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. Cut to the clip. Uh where you guys showed up with a we told you that this was had to be an acoustic set live on air and i remember you rocked up you know acoustic guitar okay normal i think there was a kazoo there was like some toy uh like a yeah it was like a melodica i'm pretty sure someone brought like a toy instrument of some sort it was really fun and i just thought from that moment on i will forever be a fan of invisible cartoons yeah uh so i guess you know since it has been a long time since you guys have been on the show what have you been up to during the course of the 2020s, the pandemic so far? And uh, what's the what's the direction of the band right now? Where are you all heading? That's a big question. What have you been up to since 20, in, in 2020? <laughs> well, yeah. We've been uh, we were pretty lucky. I feel like a lot of bands you know, suffered a little bit more during the pandemic with um, scheduling and, and keeping active. But I think with us all being really close friends, it kind of helped us to endure that. And like, you know, we went through some small phases of not doing shows and not practicing obviously but um kept in touch the whole time and um, we were able to do some like remote shows and some remote uh, music videos during that time and um then over like the last like six months to a year things are like pretty much back into like the full swing again just playing lots of shows and recording and getting ready to release a new album yeah Exciting. full album full length full. yes full yes. length full, full. length <laughs> a nice big chunky bowl of full album yes mm-hmm. yeah we yeah we eps are cool but we we yeah. trying to make an epic we need to you know we we this is our th- this will be our third release and you know you know making music with um ryan wordy and ryan caldwell for the last going on six years you know, they kind of filled in the gaps for Space Cat, but now it's kind of like let's let's go. We got let's do ten songs. Let's let's all contribute. And I, what's so great about this band is like everybody knows their role and mm-hmm. knows how to do it well. And we just, you know, we all just it's easy. It's not it's, this band is not difficult to like figure out what we you know we know everybody's in and out me I mean Justin's been friend you know 20 years you know we've been friends for a long time worthy and Caldwell we've been friends for a long time as well so it's 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 I've never been in a band love my old band members but I've never been in a band like this where it was you know it's a lot of work that we're doing a lot of organization but like writing songs and we was like screw this let's just do it right I wish the pandemic never happened but it was but the silver lining was it gave us time to sit back, regroup, and all right, this we did it. We played a 2019, we played a crap ton of shows, and then 2020, we had a crap ton of shows, and they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. 
And that just gave us time to sit back, focus, get back to like, you know, figuring out how we want to set the next step of Invisible Cartoons universe. And these 10 songs going to be crazy, man. I've never been this excited about making a record in my life, in my 44 years of existence. Yes, I'm 44. One one last thing. I think that we all feel pretty confident this is going to be our best record ever. Like there's just everything is like lining up, like Mm -hmm. the, the songwriting, the music, lyrics. It's just we're really, really excited about it. That's awesome. So as the writing process, was that starting in the pandemic era? And then how, like, did you guys have the tracks and then you just started playing them out? Or have you guys been kind of writing continuously throughout this whole period? I believe it started happening around the pandemic because 2019, we was constantly playing shows. We played 40 shows that year. Nice. And that was a lot of shows for, you know, we still have regular jobs and we do right. weekend stuff. So we played a lot of shows. And then 2020, when things stopped, what else we got going on? I mean, we don't got shows every weekend. So it's like we, that, that started getting us a flow to write songs. And one of the cool things about um, us writing these songs, we had, you know, people just bring ideas to play. So, hey, I, like like uh, Ryan Caldwell. And I got to give him credit because he's he's been a he's been a catalyst for a lot of ideas that came mm-hmm. to place to make these songs and wordy as well. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and say, hey, I got these I got these riffs. And then we'll just we'll put we'll put them on our you know where we have Slack we put them on this thing where we yeah, yeah Slack but I now we Slack. on Discord now but yeah <laughs> we put it on Slack and it's like all right we got this we will come up with these demos and within that time we was we'll, once we got to practice probably two and a half practices we were on how long is that song three and a half minutes all right we got a new song nice. and, we, uh-huh. and then within that when we went, once we hit ten full record let's go yeah let's go time so. Yeah, that, I think that gave us time to really sit down and write when we wasn't playing shows all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. And we took our time with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ugh, I'm so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get too much into the discussion of the new album and other things that might be in the works, I know you guys are very a visual-based band. You guys have created some incredible music videos. Let's take a look back at the Invisible Cartoons pre their new album, Exciting Stuff, uh, with one of your most favorite or one of your most popular, rather, songs on YouTube, and one that has an incredible music video. I was thinking we can show off "Down with the Get Down" oh, one time, in case yeah. it's it's a great introductory, I think, to Invisible Cartoons. If somebody doesn't already know you, they'll start loving you after hearing <laughs> the song "Down with the Get Down" by Invisible Cartoons on the Underbelly Hours. <laughs> <laughs> Down with the get down. 
Right, down with the get down. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And I don't, I think we probably covered this ground a little bit before when you were on the podcast, but that music video is actually really insane. All the effects that are going into it. And um, it makes me wonder, where did you find the space to record such a fun music video? And do you have plans to continue making incredibly dynamic, colorful, wonderful and wacky music videos of that sort? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that was two locations. Okay. It was it was in uh, Ryan Caldwell's basement, and it was on a it was in my studio basement basement studio. So basements are a theme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it was um, I painted, I went to Home Depot, painted four walls green, <laughs> and then put them downstairs, and made all that st- all that stuff was in that room. Nice. All the green screen stuff. So yeah, and just to make it explicitly clear, I think you guys already know this, but maybe the audience doesn't. But Chris is the one who produces and shoots and edits all of the videos himself. So he's really a multi-talented <laughs> man. <laughs> nice, nice. It's, it's fun. It's, it's easy when you got guys that make good music. It, it, like that kind of that music just makes it. It had that video had to look like that, right? Because of the song, the song had all those colors. And it was just like, all right, this, this man, yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. The the like looking back, sometimes I'll go back and look at some of the, how I edited and everything else. I'm like, how the hell did I not lose my mind? <laughs> this was some very tedious with the stuff, especially especially the first part of the song is very you know stroby and just just I think one cut for like five seconds was probably like um, thirty clips. Oh, Within wow. That second. How long did it take you to finish that music video then? Do you um, remember? Late July to late October. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. And project. I was still trying to figure it out, man. I was figuring out how to edit and all these other things. But um, yeah, that was silly. That was that was, <laughs> that was a lot of work. It was, I, I, it was fun. I, I love it. I, um, but now the things that I know how to feel like I know how to do now and, and learning from, from Ned and also p- producing and co-directing a movie and editing that I'm like the things that I want to do for our next videos is ridiculous compared to what we did with it. Like I like I'm, I'm the level is insane of, mm-hmm. of the things. I, and I want help. You know, I, want, right. I want to help and I want people who really know what they're doing. So we're we're definitely, you know, getting help and other people to contribute with the visual aspect of it. So, it's man, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be I put it this way. We're we, we, we I got a pro, I got a visual of I got a special effects, pro, um, practical effects artist working on one of our mm-hmm. one of our characters for a song called Command the Blob. Okay, so, command, commando Blob? Commander Blob. Commander Blob. Yeah. He's the <laughs> arch enemy of Space Cat. And we're gonna create we're gonna create a live action version of Space Cat as well. <laughs> it's it's yeah, I I I got some some things up my sleeve. Dang. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Wait, so then can we be correct in assuming let's get into the concept of the album a little bit. I don't wanna jump ahead of ourselves too much. Mm-hmm. You already kind of name drop. We got a Commander Blob. We know that the Space Cat as was the main protagonist of your EP. Right. Is this going to be kind of related to the Space Cat EP in, in some way as yeah, a story. Yeah, Space Cat or... comes comes back into the fold with this. Okay. The name of the, the name of the album is Sci Fi Disco Carnival. So we had so Everything. 
So we have, so we we created this carnival within it. Um, the main guide, her name is Asha Galactica. So we're gonna have this. Um, and we and a lot of reference. We took a lot of reference from um the movie Metropolis, mm. and then a lot of like German expressionists and certain mm-hmm. things that we try to do with that. So my our buddy Sean, who 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 created the Space Cat character, he's gonna be working on the artwork for for this album. So, yeah. So, you know, people's going to enter the sci-fi disc, you know, Sparky, our robot is going to be DJing at the, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, so sci-fi disco carnival is kind of the, the same setup. But, you know, Space Cake out there doing his thing, saving the world. But Commander Blob is kind of like, Yo, you know, I ain't feeling the Space Cat. So he's going to kind of be in the in the mix of everything. So we're going to have these little battles and stuff. So I want to call it a concept album, but there's a lot of elements that's going to kind of come to come together with everything that we're doing more of a thematic album you have this universe where yes, people are yes. living you got I commander blob and yeah yeah we're just, i see we're, universe we're just, yeah just, i see we're you messenger man we're, we're, <laughs> we're the band we're that band who talk about these stories we, you yeah know, so where do these stories come from are they just something that you've always because you know because some people have this thing i don't know if you guys do as well when they're little they have this like cartoon they made when they're six years old threw it away in a dark, dusty corner, forgot about it, then their mom drags it out like 20, 30 years later. Remember when you were drawing this little <laughs> Mr. Space Bob man? And then they get inspired and, you know, kind of bring it back into yeah. their adult life. Did something like that happen with, with this project? Or is it just like wild imagination? Anything that comes into my head? I'm well, going with the flow. I, I mean, I think I think when we first started out, you I mean, the first album characters, we wasn't, we was, I mean, we were just kind of like, you know, the, the album cover is us as kids watching our adult selves on TV. I'm like, that's cool. But Space Cat was, we were, we, we didn't get into the whole sci-fi space thing until we did the whole Space Cat. And then it was kind of like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> and then we started, then, then I was like, I got away from the bow tie stuff. And then we was like into like the galaxies and we did the hats and stuff. And then we just like, all right, this sci-fi thing working. A lot of people are into sci-fi. I like sci-fi. Justin likes sci-fi. Where like everybody into that kind of vibe i'm like dude this works so <laughs> and i like i like almost i love telling stories and i like like i said i don't think it's a concept about but i like concept i like themes and all that stuff and space cat was so huge for us it's got to come back you know you know I, space cat's not a man or woman it's just it's this symbol i don't try to put a categories i can say non-binary or whatever yeah. so but space cat's gonna be back for another adventure and a lot of things, my uh, Sean, who designed, he came to me and said, yo, man, we need to make a comic book about Space Cat. I was <gasps> thinking about, because he's a comic book creator. Like, he's doing a huge yeah. job right now. He put out two comic books. Nice. So he the one who kind of, I knew I want, with the carnival thing, I wanted to bring all our characters back, the TV heads dancing on our shirts, and Sparky, our, ro- our mascot robot. I wanted to always bring them back within the carnival aspect. But then when he was like, yo, let's do a comic book for Space Cat, that's when all these other things kind of came into play and where I was like, oh, you know, he was kind of motivating me to kind of add more elements to this and that, uh, you know, with, with, the, with the Space Cat character. And yeah, we just, everything just kind of come into place, just kind of, you know, continue creating that theme. And I, yeah, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, just kind of, putting all putting all the stuff we got we got some rough sketches of the album cover and everything okay. just looking i'm just so giddy and just excited <laughs> about it yeah it's like i i mean i like to make things that i want to see and i i love i and you know like we talked about like like we're not a band that's going to put out a single and say hey hey guys check out our single. like we want to put out a work of art we want to put out you know something special so we know 
we want to put you into that world. We want to create our own avatar and just, you know, in this pink and blue galaxy of Ferris wheels and cotton candy and blobs and space cats and robots. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, and I guess to contextualize that a little bit more, because we were talking a little bit behind the scenes here about um, you guys mentioned that you don't feel like you're, you don't feel pressure to release albums, you release singles. You just kind of wait until you have the right concept, right sound, and you go for it. Whereas I know some people are kind of right now trying to survive off of the single mentality, releasing a song every couple of months to try and get back into the, into the mainstream of things. And I guess my question with that is, um, do you worry that people will, you'll, you'll kind of fade in the consciousness a little bit if you take too long of a break? Does that fear ever come up in the band? And do you, yeah, how do you deal with that if so? Well, after that, it's worth uh, So uh, I, I don't think that we were so much like, uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, can you ask me that one more time? Sure. No, no, no. I guess. to come to me. No, no. I guess I'm asking like, uh, do you ever, do you guys as a band ever get the worry that not being super active with your music, not playing the singles game is going to make you less relevant in the eyes of the public? And how do you, I guess, juggle that emotion? Um, so, if so, like yeah. as far as like uh, with, with the singles game, like Chris does a really good job of like keeping engaged on social media at least. And I think that at least helps because it's not necessarily uh uh, completely filling that void of us not having a new oh right right um, it's not completely filling that void of us like putting out a new song or a new single every few months but it's like one of those things where it's kind of like hey remember we're here hey we're right here again mm-hmm. hey remember here's a funny thing right and, and chris is really good at finding good ways to interact with people finding good uh non-spicy memes to throw out there <laughs> but yeah so uh, we don't worry too much about throwing out the singles because we try to keep up with the social media like that and then um uh, on top of the social media like we just kind of work at our own pace because we can do the social media stuff mm-hmm. absolutely yeah community engagement is so important i feel like you guys are so good online yes also live in person y'all should get a chance to check out the invisible cartoons because you work the crowd like almost no other band i know in this area you get everybody you get the grandmas who are chilling on the deck you get the the kids who are running around screaming you know throwing things at their brothers and sisters you get the people in the back with their arms crossed they're at least nodding their heads to the music yeah it's it's absolutely infectious uh and i bring that up because well for one reason you know definitely should go see them live you have a chance to see you live very soon and your very first show of the year. Can you guys talk about that a little bit? Yeah, February 4th in St. Charles, Pollyanna. Um, awesome venue. Um, yeah, that'll be our first show of the year. Two-hour set. Show starts at 8.30. If you guys are um, available, man, come on out. that will be our first show of 2023. And, yeah, we're excited. We're excited to get back out there and do some gigs. And, um I think one of the one of the main things about, you know, staying relevant is we kind of laid in the cut here and there after the pandemic and then 2021. All right, we 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 got in about we get we got in 15, 14 shows that year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then this year I forgot me shows, but it was definitely a little bit over 20, I'm assuming. And this year, you know, we're gonna get back into the flow. I think what helps is we're playing. We're a live band. 
we're we're not we're not we're not rappers we're not pop singers and we can put out a single and get you you know we want to physically see you dance in front of us mm-hmm. as we play our music we're a rock band so us playing shows and staying active that helps us stay relevant and like i said we're trying to get we're getting better with social media one thing i don't want to do is pretend to be something that i'm not so i engage with people just having random conversation i think that the last post i did i was saying this looks awesome and i thought it did look awesome it was a waffle <laughs> lego it was a lego waffle maker <laughs> and i posted that and people were like yeah and i and i because yeah. I, I, that's I, on brand for invisible because, cartoons though <laughs> yeah, because because after shows i have conversations with people and i'm like cool that's how i want to treat social media and i can get up and do a little jiggle and you know whatever but i you know i just have random stuff and people have conversations and you know and that's that's how i stay engaged and i think i don't think we i think we could put out do singles but also just think I don't know if that just makes sense for us. And I love, I feel like, you know, us being out there playing shows, being engaged. And then when this record comes out, when this record comes out, then here we go. Yeah. There we go. Here we go. It's there. We're building our, you know, we're building our, you know, we're trying to bite off Marvel. We're building our icy universe. We, we're building this hmm. world. We don't want to just throw you a couple of, you know, whatever. We wanted you to dive into this carnival and have some fun with us mm-hmm. and stay in as long as you can. So, you know, and that, and that tells you who 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 want to who want to f with us and who don't. So I'm 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 good. Other than that. <laughs> I've been doing this. We all been doing this a long time. Yeah. I get in where I fit in. Right. But yeah, February fourth, Pollyanna's in Saint Charles. Nice. Saint Charles, <laughs> eight thirty, two hours set. Yeah, I feel like the whole because you guys do great on being authentic in the social media sphere. I think maybe part of the pressure of like keeping up with singles releases because other people just don't have uh the time to come up with like regular authentic content for themselves so they kind of feel like oh i need something big i need i need to put out another single and i need to keep up this person put out another single oh no i need to put out another Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. and then when you do that over and over again nobody cares (laughs) <laughs> That's what I was just going to bring up too. Uh, it, it feel like it feels like you know, and maybe it's because they release, you know, they record a bunch of songs all at once, and then want to spread it out as singles. But sometimes, if people are releasing singles too much, like too often, and just doing the singles, not thinking about different ways of engaging, then yeah, just because it's like, oh, X Y Z released a song again, cool, but you get kind of numb to it because X Y Z has released you know, three songs over the past three weeks right. and nothing else, not engaging with our fans, not right. really building the community. So yeah, I think uh, it kind of goes both ways. And again, I, I should stress that I'm not a f- necessarily a fan of the singles kind of mentality, but I wanted to ask you guys that because it does feel like sometimes we are a little bit like in a rat race of like constantly releasing content, 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 what makes yeah. good content, you know? Yeah. Being yeah. yourself. <laughs> and I mean, and, 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 and you know, the, the we, 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 we definitely, we we definitely want to continue building on our the business aspect of the brand of invisible cartoons. I mean, we get it. You know, right. we're 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 making we're trying to make this this merch the merch that we you know create. You know, that's that's a big deal, and we invest a lot of you know time and money into that. We're building our brand, so that that kind of helps. But but like but like I said, you know, I don't want to be an old head about about things. But like at the end of the day, we're a rock band. And we're going to play shows. We're going to book shows and play in front of you. 
And, you know, it's easy if you rap and you know, you, you're pop singing, you got tracks galore and you can just put all that stuff in place. I mean, it's one person. Um, There's one person. I, her name's Baker Grace. Phenomenal vocalist. She always putting out singles, but she, you know, I, her tracks are, you know, it's pop music and she can she can knock it out. She got a freaking machine. We're, we're a band trying to find a schedule to practice once a week to say, hey, we got to put a singer out, guys. This like <laughs> no, it took us this long to make 10 songs that yeah. we really like. And we we're like, what's the what's the first thing? We don't know. We like them all. What are we, we going to do? Because we we're you know, we're in tune like like mm-hmm. we all sing. So we got to work on the harmony. Like we had band practice where we just worked on harmonies for two hours. So it's like we're we're crafting something. And if people want to be a part of this carnival, part of this icy universe, come on. There's plenty of room for everybody, man. So that's what it's all about. With all that being said, I was going to ask, you know, what are you guys doing to kind of hype up the the new album? Is there going to be a promotional single at least ahead of release? Or are you, uh, you know debuting some of these songs live before the album comes out um, <laughs> or have you already been they, they playing they've yeah. played the last two years like the, the, oh, okay. saw the gotcha. pandemic songs it's like gotcha. we've, we've been playing and it's cool because we got people we got people who are you know who's seen us the last year and a half and then you you see them in the crowd and they're humming fed up mm-hmm. that song ain't anywhere but it's like oh shit we're all fed up they're like oh they they're they're Singing because the song's been these songs been around for two years. Mm-hmm. Now putting them on putting them on wax is like all right, cool. You know, let's go promotion wise. You know, once we get once we get like a you know a, some things in place, I see the I see a I got ideas for a music video. I've been corresponding with my my DP, my director of photography, and and looking at locations where we could shoot it. And like I was asking you about ballerinas and yeah. this, and so I got. I, I, I got, got you. I'll grab some yeah, ballerinas so I, for yeah. you. Yeah, so I got <laughs> I got these ideas in place, but I think if Keep we some do, ballerinas in your closet, oh, yeah. oh yeah, pull them out when I need them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I see I see a single or music video coming out or getting in place before we put, we put the record out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but um, yeah, and just you know, yeah, build building I'm building the atmosphere of the of the disco carnival and and. You know, just trying to get it out there. You know, our goal is to have it by summer. It's only January, so we got time to kind of piece it together. And then, um, you know, we're gonna put it out there. I think, I think twenty twenty three, getting it out there by summer, which is probably half the year is over. And then, boom, boom, boom. And then twenty twenty four is probably gonna be even more like, ah, do some mini tours and boom, boom, boom. And we got this record and right. and put it out there. So it's a it's a process, but. Yeah, it's good. And we probably will release, you know, a single, um, up, you know, like kind of line things up so that the video will come out along with the single and we'll probably release that ahead of time. And just kind of circling back to the single versus album thing, I kind of feel like it, it really depends on like the band itself and kind of finding a groove of what works best for your band. Like Chris was saying, like for certain types of artists, like singles really make sense and like other artists, you know, it makes more sense to do, you know, EPs or albums. And we've tried like a really wide variety of approaches over the years. And um, like Chris was saying, like we found that like our main thing is live shows and that's like where we do the best. So that allows us to like relax a little bit more with kind of the release of singles or albums. Mm-hmm. And if we really focus on a live show, then we kind of feel like no matter which way we do it, it will probably work out okay. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Also, um, another thing I thought of was like when you mentioned 
yeah, we're going to release the album this year, but then 2024 is where we're going to be really just like hitting it everywhere. Is I feel like with the singles mentality, people don't actually spend enough time post-release promoting and getting people to check out the music that they just released. Yeah. They're trying to like, you know, get the next one going, the next one going yeah. and get the hype up for that one so they can get those like day one streams. Yeah. And then shame. they forget that it's like, you know, you Stream, still have streaming is weird. Streaming is weird, man. Because it's like, man, <clears throat> if you got like forty eight thousand people streaming your stuff, you're like, damn, that's forty eight thousand. That ain't financially. You need a billion streams to make some money. Yeah. Right. And guess how we make our money? We play in front of people and we sell T-shirts. Exactly. Yeah. And even then, like the forty eight thousand streams, like how well does that translate over to actual you know people showing up showing up yeah. or just new <laughs> new followers or new engagement online it's like no because they're probably it, it was either put in like a playlist or and people are just listening to it mindlessly and, and you know that's where a lot of those streams come from and and not to like knock people who are getting a lot of streams but you also have to think about like well how many of those are bots it's like you know so people who obsess over that metric is like well how's that actually affecting all the other things you should be looking at that actually is going to help build your uh, your fan base and your you know your community around what you're working on so yeah mm -hmm. and, and you know just tagging on to a little bit of like how you were talking about the, the people that keep releasing new stuff like uh, a, a thing i had read about not even too long ago is that a lot of artists do not put their old stuff and repost it and that mm. is content in itself. It's older yeah. content, but a lot of times you can get a lot more views. Just keep posting it, like not like every day being like, right. hey, "Did you check out my music video yet?" <laughs> a lot. Check out my music video, please. Check it. Right. But more like every once in a while, like maybe like a half year past the point when you release it, be like, "Hey, remember this music video?" And just try to get a couple extra people to check out the video, yeah. and just things like that that can help. One of the things I was thinking about um, that uh, word you brought up is. I want to do some behind the scenes making of things that we did for our music videos from the past. I have a lot of like, like outtakes and B-roll stuff of the green screen of like slap nasty and down to get down. Like, like there's a scene where he's playing. I'm in a green suit and I'm just waving his, 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 <laughs> and I, and I want to post that. And then I'll put, <laughs> I'll post that and then put the actual, you know, before and after kind of thing. Yeah. So I've been, so I've been, so with my editing, I've been doing a lot of those. I've been creating snippets and stuff like that. So that's another thing, with, yeah. especially with the Facebook reels and TikTok and stuff like that. You can create these little, these little sections. So I'm doing those things just to, just to spice and, it up. You know, yeah. And then, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, we'll create promos and stuff once we get everything kind of built up with the carnival and then, doing all that stuff but those are things i've been kind of thinking about going back from the past and mm -hmm. and getting that stuff i think people i, I love stuff like that i love yeah. stuff like and people that. always ask me how did you do that how did you, what, I love you know, yeah. footage. so so that's that's been up our sleeves of, of content we're gonna put together also I, I love behind the scenes footage when you're looking at it after you've seen the end result yeah because none of the mysteries then spoiled beforehand and, yeah. and i feel like another thing that that kind of to that is went away is now behind the scenes footage is all just content in the moment where it's like oh we got to post this to our reels now and yeah. so everyone just sees the process unfolding yeah. as it happens and then it finally comes out and they're like oh yeah yeah no, I, i've I've seen you work on this. That's a good point. Well, that's a good point though about like the yeah, I know I did it. Yeah, the so destroying it's... of the mystery aspect to it because like then if it like when it drops 
and you've already seen like a million behind the scenes stuff, very awkwardly, maybe shaky camera footage of like mm-hmm. a reel or like whatever, a story, you get maybe less excited than when you just have a bam, here's this going back to invisible cartoon, slap nasty, colorful, yeah. explosive, fun music video. And you get there, you sit there and enjoy it for a while. And then later when you release the behind the scenes and it gives you another excuse, not only to do the behind the scenes, but then you're like, Oh, I, I kind of want to see, go back and, and, and watch the original music video with all that behind the scenes mm-hmm. content in mind. So it's yeah. a good way to, again, just kind of get people back in, and interested in something that you put a lot of hours of work into. And it's a wonderful, fantastic end result. And speaking of that, we've been talking for a little bit now, and I want to give Slap Nasty a shout out, if you guys don't mind. That song. <laughs> Woo! That's a great song. So uh, you're listening to Slap Nasty by Invisible Cartoons on... The Underbellios.
<laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> Squee. Um, what was that? Squee. Squee? 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 Squee. He started it. Oh, you, you, you squeed? Don't look at me. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to mention that there was a squee ban in this uh, in this household. So oh. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I usually ask before I come. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a big deal, but uh, yeah, see, we, we've had accidents before. <laughs> squeeing. Yeah, it's okay. You didn't know. Consensual yeah. squeeing. Well, that's not where this conversation If you want to squoo, though. Squoo. That's, that's more my style. <laughs> It's getting worse. And worse. <laughs> we've, yes, yeah. we've reached the latter half of the, the yeah. podcast where things just start devolving into nonsense syllables. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of, okay, I know we, we kind of are talking a lot about, you know, the live performance aspect, but I would be remiss just because if you haven't seen Invisible Cartoons yet, this is something that, then you're stupid. You know, well, damn. And we hate you. Maybe they just haven't had a chance to see them live yet, and they will have a chance on Excuses. Saturday, February 4th at Pollyanna in St. Charles. But one thing, one of my favorite things that you guys do, not only, okay, great stage presence, fantastic actual music. You guys are not like out of tune and everything. You sound really good. Uh, dance moves. Dance moves. Can we please talk about the dance moves? When did this start? Who's the choreographer? Take it away, guys. Well, it's, it's perfect because these two are the dance masters. So I will, I will <laughs> dance master is lo- uh, very loosely used here. Uh, confident. That is, that is probably closer. <laughs> it looks confident at least. But uh, and, and I mean, we also have Ryan Caldwell who also helps and he comes up with a lot lot of ideas too because a lot of it comes down to like we're talking about synchronicity or whatever like just trying to match moves look like we intend to move the same way you know mm-hmm. and uh, or sometimes i'll just watch chris do something and i'll be like oh i'll do that too and then that just becomes the move we, we usually have we usually have that rehearsal at the show oh sorry just, just remember we, yeah we we usually have that yeah. rehearsal. you have a you have a bigger mic you have a bigger voice so it's a little bit oh, less right but like no 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 i want you to yeah oh, okay Hello. <laughs> I think so, what he was saying is that you can just like bring the mic. Oh, okay, to you. cool. Yeah, because I know my, whatever you want. I know I get thick. With the voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, no, we yeah we because I'll do some stuff and then and then we'll like do a gig and then like the next show, I'll do the kind of the I'll kind of feel like I have the same kind of mindset of what I'm doing. And all of a sudden, you know, worries on the side of me and he's doing the same kind of thing. Me, I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and then and we just kind of like, and then after the show, we'll, or like Pratt, we'll talk about, I'm like, Hey, so I saw you did that. I was like, yeah. Cause I saw you doing that. And I was like, cool. Let's figure this out and stuff like that. Then one time he did like a spin move and he was like right there. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we're doing. So it kind of like, it's that's, the chemistry is so great where we just like, you know, unconsciously things kind of come into place this new song we got um called grounded which i one of my favorite songs that's gonna be on the album we, we kind of do this look and our stuff is not like crazy but it's like these little hop hop hops and then hop hop hops because the way the, the beat goes and then we'll hop 
And then one time, we one time, like he leaned towards me, and I just put my hand on his shoulder like that. And then I think we start. I think we did that first time. We did that was at um um that show that show in um uh, Elmhurst that venue. Right, I don't even know if that right. place though, but that's right, Elmer. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, I guess that's our thing. So we now we do that. So the way we choreograph stuff, it kind of happens in the at the show. And then we kind of talk about it at practice, and then we're like, all right, cool. That's that's what we're doing. So that's that's really important. And, and it's funny because he's he, he want to downplay, but he's the anchor. He's like, oh, we got to do more choreography. We got to do this and do that, and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, all right, man. Let's, if y'all want to, cool. And he's like unbelievably coordinated. Like his bass lines are like pretty complicated, you know. And he's like flying around on bass, and like his feet are all over the place. Insane. And, and it's it's amazing to me. Y'all gonna make me blush. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris just mentioned a really fun dance move, but since we I mean. Since you're the anchor, we have to ask you, what, have, do you have one of your favorite dance moves or dance sequences uh, that have happened at a concert spontaneously or planned? Um, favorite dance move? That's kind of a tough one. Um, th- or, there's a lot of like thing. random moments that have just like come together. I, I I can't think of one that specifically takes the cake for me. I, I like uh, a lot of our down with the get down movements. Like it was like one of those things where I don't even, was it Caldwell that came up with yeah. the jump back and forth? Yeah, thing? for the like, most part. There has been uh, we are the test for stages when it comes to that. <laughs> like it is like oh the litmus test is failing. This stage is about to crash. Everybody pretend you're hopping. <laughs> get, on, get, get on the toes. Get on the toes. I, I used to do that move a lot before like before they joined the band and I think when call then when call saw me doing it he was like yo let's do what Chris is doing and then it's like all right let's do it and then we start coordinating and stuff like mm-hmm. that and um Justin got some stuff too that stuff that he could he feel like okay just I'm comfortable doing it because he he his thing is you know he got this <laughs> I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he got, but we we still all kind of got our coordinate, and then and with slap nasty, even with Jeff, you know, we do the rolling along, the rhythm is strong, mm-hmm. and that's right. and he gets up because Jeff is Jeff is a chill cat, but he's a freaking animal. On the, <laughs> yeah, on the we haven't given Jeff enough love in this podcast yet. True. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff is he's amazing. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, we wouldn't be this band wouldn't be in existence if it wasn't for Jeff is. He's a phenomenal human being and a phenomenal drummer, and he he wants to be as good as he can be, and you you, you want that in a band member, you know he mm-hmm. he don't want to half ass anything. So and um, yeah, man, it's yeah, it's 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 fun when we could coordinate that stuff even with our drummer. You know, yeah. he's like he's like whatever I feel I can do because he's nuts with his drums anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's like whatever I, you feel I, I can do, just make it happen. And he does seem like a super chill guy, like baseline, and then he gets behind the drums and is just going yeah, crazy on him. Like, this wow, man, do his, do his stretches. Did not expect and, that yeah, from he's, like because he just seems like it. always so zen yeah. off the stage. And, you know, very nice. Hi, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey. And then he gets behind the drums. I'm like, oh. That's where all the energy goes. All the extra energy. Oh, yeah. He like yeah. Yeah. pent up it's, inside, releases it just in time for an invisible yeah, cartoon show. Like his his drumming is like because I mean if you if you pay attention to the lyrics, you know the beginning of the lyrics. I'm pretty much talking about how dope my band members are. You know, <laughs> like the way you play them guitar strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right up in my face. Oh, right up in my face with that throbbing bass. Then he did a spin <laughs> move and hit me right with the bass. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're doing that now. You know. 
you know, and the keys hit the flow, gives me shelter, and the beast of a drums breathes the fire like hell yeah. It's like God, I want to that's, that's, that's fanship like you guys. Letter. That's my love letter to these guys. That's that's slap nasty because slap nasty mm-hmm. is about that's dope. It's slap nasty. So, mm-hmm. have you guys it. ever come close to? Breaking a stage or falling through. Or yeah. We, we yeah. just start bouncing like this. We got to find a way to t- tippy toe that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the most He's recent like, one, like over the summer, we played a, I think it was a pride festival. It was the Dixon Pride Festival and the stage, the whole stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, but we had like gone too far. Like once you start <laughs> it, you know, it's like you can't like easily just stop it. So yeah. we we're just kind of like keeping our fingers crossed. Like I think the stage is going to hold but we don't know for sure. And there was a cat. It was a cool stage and a catwalk. So I was on the catwalk. I'm like, all right, there's some bounciness going. Let me get on this catwalk right here. So <laughs> I don't add my extra 200 pounds to it. So uh, it, the other stage too, um, it was called, it was called um, Jeff Fest. Yeah. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. yeah. That, that yeah. was kind of bouncy too. Yeah. 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 yeah so. That was one of my favorite moments with Jeff. Cause he got on the mic and was like, I had like to thank you all for coming to my festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, "Oh, that's so sweet to do the festival for us." But yeah, that was that was that was a, so cute. a bouncy moment. So yeah, no, nah, we yeah we we those bouncy moments and also tight spaces. You know, we play this place twice a year called Val's Place in um, Dixon. It's a small bar, and they you know, and we love Val. She's she went out. She's done a lot of things for us, and we play a lot of shows in the Dixon area, Dixon, Illinois area. Shout out to Dixon. And um, we play her bar, and it's an awesome environment. It's small, but we've played that enough to know, okay, this is where we need to go. We need to be right here, right? Because we're in this tight, tight space. Mm-hmm. But we know how to do it now. Like, I took a picture. I'm like, so when we go there again, we're like, all right, here's the picture. This is how we set up last time. <laughs> That's what Don't, break, Don't uh, yeah, move no. one inch this yeah. way. So, so, off the entire side. Yeah, so tight spaces and, and bouncy stages, you know, we, 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 we try to make, we make it work. All right, right. Make it work. Yeah. I have a little bit more of a serious question because uh, last time you guys were on the show, I, you know, we didn't know you as well. And obviously we're talking a lot right now about the camaraderie between you and everything. Um, we talked about breaking stages. Have you guys ever come close to breaking up at one point or, breaking or another? Each other. <laughs> or, or like, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> breaking teeth. Not just kidding. But and smell uh, rocking today. You know, obviously, <laughs> no pressure necessarily to answer the question. But I'm just curious yeah. though, because you know th- that is. Being in a band, if you haven't been in a band before, it can be a lot like in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, you guys are together a lot. You have to make some important musical decisions. There can be some tempers that happen. And, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes there's cheating going on. <laughs> what? You're yeah. starting another band? <laughs> right. <laughs> we I mean, we now, barely have enough time to we, rehearse we're, we're, now. At this point, we're in an open relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. how do you... Caldwell himself is in like five oh, different yeah. <laughs> that, that guy. Right. Yeah. So I guess my question is, have you had that moment like where you came close and like how do you... How do you move past that? For any other bands that are listening, it might be in kind of a rocky place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm a good per- person to address this just because... Um, so we, we've we been together as a band... Uh, is it... Ten. Ten years. Yeah. And so... But we didn't meet uh, the Ryans. Well, we knew the Ryans, but we didn't have them <laughs> in the band. Yeah. We didn't have the... Yeah. We didn't have them in the band with us until, you know, um, several years into the band. And leading up to that point, we did have, like, a fair amount of um, just issues with other bandmates, you know. And, and nothing necessarily, like, personal, but just, you know, 
just with any other like job or anything you're doing in life, like people change or they move on, they get less interested. So mm -hmm. there were definitely, I would say like the first, and Chris, I think you'd probably agree, like the first like four-ish years of the games, there were like a fair amount of just difficult situations with band members or, you know, people leaving and then having trouble finding replacements. And I think we all kind of feel like once uh, Ryan Worthy and Ryan Caldwell joined the band, like we finally like became who we were always meant to be. And since those two have joined the band, there has, I would say, been like very little conflict. And um, but like you said, like in, in any band or, or relationship, there's going to be conflict um, sometimes. So I think like what has held us together is like, you know, a conflict is, is not going to like break us up or like make us not want to continue being friends. It's just something that we just work through. And um, thankfully, it's not something we have to really deal with very often because we all get along really well. Um, Chris and I have like in the past butted heads on things a few times, but like we love each other and we're like brothers. So it's like, you know, sometimes it's just like you just got to really like hash things out. And if you're open and honest about like how you're feeling and what you want out of people, then I think it's like OK for things to get like heated or a little bit dramatic sometimes as long as you're mm -hmm. both kind of like listening and like working with each other and stuff like that yeah i feel like i mean sometimes like you said it's good to get here because if it's coming from the right place it means you guys are passionate and you yeah. care a lot um and that gives the foundation for you guys to work it out and hash it out i, I think a lot of the the problems when things get heated with uh bands that aren't meant to be is is they don't um they just don't want to hash it out or they're afraid to mm -hmm. to get into the weeds of it with uh with the other members and then that you know breaks the relationship and things start deteriorating there's no trust and then it's the inevitable doom eventually mm -hmm. comes and so yeah that's Talk to your bandmates, yeah. <laughs> yeah. people. For real. It also helps to have like a to each shared vision. And I feel like, again, just from talking with you guys and, and seeing you live, that vision is 100% shared by everybody in the band. You guys are all on board with this sound, this I these ideas, experimenting, coming up with different things, expanding the universe, mm. right? Uh, it's really lovely to see and inspirational, honestly. It's yeah. very a great dynamic. One, one last thing I want to say about it, too, is like I think that it, it's really helpful when you have bandmates who are willing to adjust their vision a little bit mm -hmm. when they realize that maybe your vision is slightly different. And I feel like Chris and everybody in the band has been really, really good about that. Like when they sense like, oh, maybe Justin doesn't like doing this thing instead of getting mad, like, oh, Justin doesn't like this. You know, Chris's immediate response would be, well, let's think if there's like a different way we can do this. Like maybe Justin can do something else and then somebody else can handle this thing Justin doesn't want to do. So it's, I think, like a lot of it is about like having a vision, but then being willing to adjust your vision to mm -hmm. kind of accommodate everybody else in the band. Be a little bit more I malleable. Think, I think patience, I think patience happens when you, as you get older, especially for me, because I was a freaking um, nut as a band member <laughs> me too. In, in, in my, in my, in my younger years. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but now I just, I'm, I just. 
I try to do things based on what makes sense for everybody to be happy. I don't, we, we have things where we can have disagreements on certain things, but we try to figure out how we can make it work. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I'm too, I'm too tired to be that, <laughs> that aggressive anymore. So I'm like, all right, what's going to, what's going to work for everybody? Even like, like you said, with our schedule, if that calendar wasn't in the right places and sometimes mm-hmm. that can get, funky because yeah. if a schedule gets weird and certain things happen and we ain't on the same you know same wavelengths there's going to be conflict and this band needs a solid sufficient calendar to make things work because we we all all have other projects as well we're dedicated to this project mm-hmm. but you know we got to make sure everything is kind of locked in and we support each other's different projects and stuff like that but that's got to be on point yeah. because, you know, we, we still want to make sure we're or, as organized as possible. And with everything that we do outside of this job, you know, outside of this, this band, you know, as we got to, it's got to be on point. Cause if it's not, then it's, that's going to be conflict. So we try, I think we've done a good job of continuing doing that. Like our calendar is important. Mm-hmm. That we talk about relationship. That calendar is important for, for me and my calendar for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you got three podcasts in the next. So put it on the calendar. I'm like, I told you, well, you got to put it on the calendar. I'm like, sorry, because <laughs> usually you go downstairs and is is you know whatever. Oh, I got to go to this place. Oh, well, I thought you were going just going downstairs to <laughs> be on the internet to do it. I was like, no, <laughs> sorry. So mm-hmm. you, yeah, you got to you got to be on point. Like, you know, when we book shows, I'm like, yo. I don't see nothing here. I want to do it. I'm going I'm to look at these dates and let's book a gig. Y'all cool? Yeah. And then we, we, we do it in, but every, everybody knows their role. They know, they know what they need to do. And I think it makes it, I think, I think it makes it easier to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously I throw a, I'm always thinking when it comes to this, these visuals. So I throw this shit at them and they say, hey, I got this and that. And luckily they're, they like what I, <laughs> my ideas. I'm like, all right, cool. But, you know, that's, that's, you know, but we just, you know, unconsciously, man, it just works out. We've known each other so damn long. Yeah. We we kind of know where we want to go. And we all, we all into the, the, the out of space shit. So it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's our thing. Yeah. And then we do these things and then people add their stuff and it's like, all right, cool. So do you think keeping that schedule so uh, nice and organized makes it easier for, for like, you know, you guys to have other projects or has it kind of been established that like, Hey, this is always going to be our rehearsal day and, you know, leave yeah. this many weekends up and for shows like does the invisible cartoons kind of take precedent over other side projects or musical projects or video projects or I mean, an unspoken, like, <laughs> um, generally like for me, like at least like I, I do make, invisible have the priority with mm-hmm. most days like if they get and it really is a first come first serve thing for most things so it's like one of the bands is like i need you for this day on the 14th or whatever It'd be like okay well i have that in the calendar now and so when chris looks at the calendar to go book that date he's like oh that date's already filled for ryan so i can't make that work gotcha or yeah. if it was like something that was really important be like hey like this is a really big gig is there any way you can move that other one and mm-hmm. then we can negotiate from there whatever we need to Mm-hmm. But it, it's never been too big an issue or whatever with the, at this point. <laughs> yeah, so far is 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 so far it's been working out, and yeah. his thing, 
I, I try to I'm I try to fill the damn calendar up for the whole year so we don't have to, this issue. And I and I said it I'm like if we get two shows a month, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. We get two shows a month, that's twenty shows a year. I'm happy. And I'm my goal is to try to, you know, get get us twenty, you know, two shows a month and stuff like that. So I'm already trying to book in August or September. Right. Cause at least if it's there, it's there. Because I if try to do stuff at the last minute, yeah, it's gonna get sloppy. So when it comes to booking and stuff like, especially now with what's going to be happening in, in the next 18 months with creating the record, putting the record out, playing shows, trying to set up little tours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we got to see where we at. Right, and right. if we do that and I and I support everybody else's projects and stuff like that. But I, but but I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, yeah, I, I want to do this. This is what I want for this. We put a lot of time and work into this and everybody's like, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're not going to do all this stuff just for, you know, we're dedicated. We're dedicated to being we, we're dedicated to being silly. <laughs> and 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 I think everybody knows that and they know and they see what we have. You know, when someone comes to us and say, I had a crappy day and you guys made me feel good. I'm like, that's that that alone is better than freaking 48,000 mm-hmm. streams when a human being come to you and say you guys made me feel i felt like crap today and you made me feel good nice. i mean that's that's where that when it's all said and done selling shirts playing shows when you put that type of impact in somebody's soul that's all that matters and that's the that's the goal so yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, calendars. Listen up, bands. Make a damn calendar. Figure it out. <laughs> if you don't have a calendar, y'all ain't gonna last. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's. Uh, yeah, I'm already thinking about 2024. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you mentioned a little bit offhand shirts, and I'm curious because your merch completely pivoting 100. percent But uh, invisible cartoon earrings, I wear all the damn time because <laughs> they're true. so fun. They're just this upside down question marks. Yeah. You know, you have you guys are both uh, rocking the the caps. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Chris with the lovely hoodie. This is merchandise that not only represents your band very well, but also is, just looks good. It looks fun. It looks like something that you can wear out and about without people necessarily like I don't know. Without it being too specific, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um, do you have any other merch ideas that are going to be at the Saturday show? And maybe talk a little bit about your process of uh, how did you come up with this upside down, let's say, uh, uh, question mark as a, as a logo? Well, it's funny because when we first um, and, you know, I, I'll give him a shout out. Um, I think what did did did. Did um Brad come up with the upside down question mark? No, I didn't. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> okay. No. But he 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 it's so I casual about he, that. But well, he came up with the smile. He it came up. So he that. came up with the smile. He came up with the smile rock thing. And okay. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him kudos. And we we I seen him over the summer, and he had kids, and you know he's he's doing well for himself and that's stuff like that. Yeah, I saw him a couple of times. So, but um, no, it's cool. Was, I mean, is this? Um, Brian, he was our original bass player. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, just, so, so Justin came up with the upside down question mark. Um, we was kind of going through different emotions with that. Cause we had the upside down question mark. Then we was doing like a cursive version of invisible cartoon. And then we did a TV and that was kind of like the main thing. Cause we put the TV on the space kit mm-hmm. and then the <laughs> upside down question mark kind of came because I, I made some, my own personal TV um hats and I, I think I wore them. Um, I think I wore I think I wore them in a couple of music videos. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I wore it in Slap Nasty video. Yeah, I think I did. Um, did I? Yeah. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, the, the upside down question mark kind of came back into the fold. And it was like, it's simple, you know, upside down was icy, visible cartoons. And then we just start slapping it on the head. Oh, no, you didn't know that? No. We, we, didn't just, we, didn't just, we didn't just do it. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yeah. it's been nice, guy. <laughs> Damn. All right. I'll be taking over the show for the rest of the year. And uh, we'll be taking a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> Get my brain checked. <laughs> so one other just, like, funny little anecdote about the question mark specifically is yeah. we had to spend a ridiculously long time trying to figure out how to make it look just right so that it doesn't look like a handicap symbol if you look at it like and we tried really hard to avoid it but even still you can see the sort of looks a little resemblance but it got the slant it got the slant the other one the other one's very circle like a c this one just got a slant like yeah so So that was actually partly why we moved away from it for a little while because i was just like i just can't figure out how to like draw it or figure out the perfect font and like but yeah hey, that could be a marketing <laughs> campaign where you know you go around and find all the handicapped spots that are slightly faded yeah, and just yeah. repaint them to really outline the yeah, visual cartoons park, park, parking at the handicapped spot like, why are you parking there <laughs> see that bro <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it's 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 icy. Oh wow! I'm learning so much. I'm never gonna look at my earrings the same way again. Wow! She's like, Damn! Why upside down? Should I fix it for these guys? Are they okay? <laughs> no, I just uh, thought it was like a quirky. Oh, it was upside down. To be fair, that is part of it too. Is just sort of uh, like. Like it's kind of weird and mysterious, like an upside down question mark. Mm-hmm. You know, like we felt like fit with you know our vibe a little bit too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. God, I can't look, and I can't even look at your hat the same. <laughs> I'm just seeing the hand. Now you know. I should have never said anything. <laughs> uh, no, but, um, oh, wow, that's great. That's good stuff. Yeah. So now, so yeah, the IC is the that's 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 the logo. It's you know simple and. People gravitate to it, you know. People walking around with with hats or hoodies with it. They also we got the invisible cartoons kind of logo, mm-hmm. the font, you know. And while we're on the topic of merch, I should mention that everything is available at invisiblecartoons.com. Go check it out. Like, yeah, you guys have a lot of fun stuff. Uh, is the earrings probably the most out there thing that you've done as far as merch goes? We got scrunchies. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, I, nice. I I actually like I said I'm a walking billboard, so I actually wear <laughs> one of the scrunchies at the shows. Um, our friend Shay, she has um her own little little um, you know, little business um called Crochet and Whatnot. She's a phenomenal artist. She she designed this is all handmade. She designs our scrunchies. So if you guys are into scrunchies, they're very soft, very awesome. She put time into them. So we have those available. As far as new merch stuff, you know. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you can definitely use the scrunchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arm band. Clap it on their arms, yeah. So Just put it around your head. Yeah. Headbands. Headbands, yeah. You got a stress headache, you can just put it I'd wear an Invisible Cartoons uh Headband, sweatband. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get that roll. So yeah, we got the hats. We got three types of court. we got three types of t shirts. Um we got the hats, three types of t shirts. We got the scrunchies, we got the earrings, we got the vinyl, we got the two CDs. Um oh we got we got magnets. 
Nice. And we got magnets and stickers. We got three types of stickers. Uh, four no, types. So we have we have a pride sticker because we you know yeah we support amazing things. So yeah, we got a bunch of stickers, t-shirts, and everything else. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome, but it's also overwhelming. Cause I can't bring all that stuff. At, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I do the inventory and kind of mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring these many, these many. Because with the next album, I, I guarantee the next album I'm already gonna have. I know two characters that's gonna be on a t-shirt. You right. Know? So mm-hmm. and I already vision people who will wear that shirt. So that'll probably be another another characters. And then with this album, we're gonna do collectors cards because we're gonna we're gonna create these characters within oh, nice. within the oh. atmosphere. So we're gonna, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going yeah. on. I saw one band do that at uh, I think I saw them at Dirty Nellies. They're opening up for Dirty Nellies. Dirty Nellies. I never played that. But I feel like I played every other spot. In I think Nellies it just boy, but not that one. apparently it's changed a bit ever okay. since the did it. Was it a fire that happened to there? Yeah, there's a fire. They That's remodeled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the remodel is not as fun. But I don't know. Haven't been there. But anyways, <laughs> this band, uh, I think they were called People Mover. Okay. Okay. And they all went on stage uh, as their characters, and those characters were different forms of yetis and <laughs> abominable snowmen and, and sasquatches. Wow. And uh, I was like, wow, this is, I'm not high enough for this. <laughs> and the, uh, I think the bass player only had one string. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a choice. <laughs> yeah. You know, he only needed the, the one string, I guess. I mean, it wasn't that good of music. I'm, wow. Let me put that out there too. Pull it off of one string. It was all very, very gimmicky. But then I was like, I think I need a break from this. I'm going to run to the, the restroom. And then I see on the sinks in the urinals, all these different trading cards <laughs> of their characters so and apparently there was only like two characters at that show. You had to go to other shows to, get to the collect other the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we met some. Guy. We played. What? Yeah. Where were we? We were in, in Michigan. Yeah. Maybe don't um, put your um, cards on urinals though. <laughs> that's pretty gross. That was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Where were? Um, do you remember what town we were in? So what happened? What happened? That band of Maybe it was orcs. your boy in. Or yeah. Yeah. Oh, we that we played it with a band. Oh, sure. Yeah, we had a, we, oh. It was a, a the May the Fourth. <laughs> they just showed up. And they were oh, walking May the around Fourth. and they were handing out Sheboygan. Was it Sheboygan? Because it was the May the Fourth to be with you. Sheboygan, so, right? Maybe, yeah. It was in it was in Wisconsin. Or, or Michigan. I think it's one of the two. Though. No, yeah, I think I remember made a four. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. I think it, yeah, if that was made a four, I think that was Sheboygan. They're giving out their cards. Yeah, okay. Giving them out. I don't. They know they that May the Fourth is Star Wars. Oh yeah. Not, okay. <laughs> yeah. We were doing a Star Wars show. Cool. All right. <laughs> they even had like the blue milk. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, damn. Y'all remember that? Okay. No, I remember. I no, that we played at that venue. We played right. Yeah, that big venue. That's yeah, that yeah. big stage. Yeah, that was your boy. Like again. That art center. Yeah, that was your boy. <laughs> that was your boy again. You guys gotta check out the bathrooms. And we're like the bathrooms, and then yeah. they were like. Actually, okay. the nicest bathroom I've ever been in. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. This damn, I don't remember. I remember all that extra stuff, but that's it was, cool. It was the Kohler Art Center and Kohler mixed toilets. 
So oh my god! That's why they have the nicest bathrooms in the world. Wow! Wait, what yeah. made this bathroom so nice? We need to know now. Okay, we need to visualize what is in what were in these pictures. bathrooms. I, yeah, I took pictures. It's been several years, but it was just like the most like opulent bathroom you can imagine. Just very fancy yeah. and like you just opulent. the top of the line bathroom that you can imagine. Wow. I guess we got to go to the Kohler Center, man. Thank goodness. Is that a trend now to make just the fanciest of bathrooms? My friends were talking about this uh, place in Geneva. I think it was called 1910 or 1915 or something, some bar. And uh, they're they go to the bathrooms and they're like clear screen doors. And they're like, well, this is... That sounds... <laughs> this is a problem. And then they go in, lock the door, and then the the screen turns oh, opaque. Oh, yeah. And gets like frosted, like a frosted glass. It's okay. I'm like, wow, that's really fancy. And also, what happens when that breaks? <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive door replacement. It's not you. Just, you don't just like yeah. replace the hinge on that guy. No. And then what? Do, what do people do in the meantime? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many of them know? Yeah. Yeah. How many times do people like just don't lock the door and they're like, I guess I'll just be quick. Just you know? looking at their phone, not yeah. even paying attention. Right. Paying oh, <laughs> Somebody knocks no. on them. Like, I can. We can see you. I, can, I see you. Yeah. There's some people that just didn't think things through when they created them and put it out into the world. I feel like. <laughs> semi-transparent bathrooms are one of those things oh man oh man how did we even get here <laughs> it's the bathroom Cola portion arts. of the podcast right 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 the bathroom segment of course yeah come on how could I forget the bathroom segment we did segment? this every episode last <laughs> you have like a flush effect the bathroom <laughs> segment <laughs> I just got a new toilet and I'm very happy with it Oh, yeah. That thing is powerful. You you need a good flush. man. Yeah, let's put it this way. My wife's like, "Why are you doing it in this room? Because it's faster." Than this <laughs> oh, there's it's uh, the worst when the toilet takes forever, and you have to like actually hold down the thing yeah. for it to really. Oh my god! Get yeah. going. The so main old. bathroom just like. <laughs> yeah. All right. In this one, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it's gone so fast, so clean. In one uh, of my bathrooms, I have one of these commercial flushers, and, and it's so loud. It is so funny. I never tell anybody because I just like hearing the scream. <laughs> nobody really expects the toilet to be that loud because it's a small bathroom, and you flush it, it literally sounds like airport flush. Wow! Like, like in the airplane. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I scared my uncle so bad it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Man, I, there's some interesting sounds of flushing into it. So I I I like I like I like field record I like field recording. So I actually did. I recorded. It was on um, this this restaurant around my house. So I flushed the toilet. I'm like, damn, that sound creepy and interesting. Get the so mic. I got my because we don't spend that 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 expensive phone we buy. We ain't talking on it. We recording something or we're, yeah. or we're shooting videos. So I got my those recorders are nice. I got my video recorded it. I probably got it on my phone now. I recorded it and did the Pull flush. It but I took that. I gave it to Caldwell. I said, yo, make this weird, and I put it in my movie. Okay. Yeah. What, what, I, I love what did it? Sounds. What was uh? What what part did it play in the movie? Do you remember at all? Um, it was um, 
I think the aftermath of the flush. It was in the movie when a girl see the dark, the dark shadow figure. And you just hear like a. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> you gotta look for it. Yeah, you gotta look for it. <laughs> it's the I might Easter do. Egg. I might do it behind the scenes. Yeah. Like this used to be a. This was a toilet flush. <laughs> Let me take you now back to the toilet where. Toilet flushes are awesome, man. If you you know yeah. you make it, you make it like crazy music, man. Well, you get that bathroom reverb. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> or or when you like humming inside the vent. Yeah, you humming in the vent. That's one other thing I gave the the <laughs> Caldwell. Caldwell did the electronic music, so I gave him. A hum- I was humming in the vent. I said, "Yo, make this weird." Okay. And he, yeah, so he he'll make it weird. Is Caldwell yeah. still doing uh crab cat electronic stuff? I don't know, Carl Caldwell. He's he, yeah. I think he's trying to be like they were doing it though. They were doing like a song a day almost. Yeah, I think I think there's more than one Caldwell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have me. I don't know how much he have so much shit that he does. Yeah, I feel like he's just. Never-ending fountain of ideas. Like he does so much. And yeah, he's. And on top of it, he's got his studio. I was there mm-hmm. the other day for a studio session where he's been having a lot of clients come through there. So he's been really on all the ends. He can. He's got a lot of candles. Burning. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things. I don't know where he finds the time. One of the things that so that I that I love about what we do is we're not just playing music like we record our own stuff we mix our own stuff we shoot our own stuff like like justin and justin and caldwell are are you know our engineer music engineers they know mm-hmm. how to like when we have to bring our own sound system caldwell to make us sound great our all our records justin's been i've been a fan of justin's stuff since he was in face of winter and and his and the the way he records and how this stuff sounds i'm like I'm like, dude, that sound like you. That sound analog. He's like, no, I just, you just know how to use it and make it sound right and sound clean and warm and stuff. It don't sound all like you know processed. Yeah, processed. Like he just he knows how to make that sound authentic and, and pure. And then Caldwell's come a long way in the stuff he does. Oh my god, he's his stuff is insane. I just did a music video for this artist that he did. Um. Fox Flicks. Look out for Fox Flicks. They're coming out two-piece. They do like atmospheric, like alternative rock type type stuff. Um, I heard the, out their, their EP Caldwell. I was like, dude, this, I, I felt like crying here. And they, <laughs> they, they let me. Studios. Yeah, Bird Garden. Bird Garden, Check Studios. Out. Bird Garden. And I did their um one of their music videos and just the song and it was very atmospheric and stuff and the, the way he, nice. he he took their little it was two-piece. They took the, mm-hmm. their stuff and then they tagged Caldwell put all his ideas in there and I'm like oh man nice. phenomenal like what we're, we're lucky man we're lucky that we can do we can do majority of everything that we do on our own we don't have to like rely on other people to do we can make our own videos we can record our own records we can book our own shows we can yeah so if you don't don't if you're in a band man you just can't be a bunch of dudes playing music you got to learn the business you got to understand what's going on cuz at this point Getting signed to a record deal was cool back in '96, but it ain't. But that don't that don't mean shit now. You gotta you gotta get in where you fit in and put your stuff out there. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that, then you just if I, if you're just doing it for fun, cool. We, we're we're having fun, but like right. I said, we we take our we take our silliness seriously. So it's mm-hmm. like you know you gotta do it all, man. Like the stuff you guys do. Mm-hmm. Y'all out here, y'all get these cameras, y'all got y'all in place. You know, y'all wanna y'all wanna put artists out there in the front. But <laughs> no, nah, you you but you, you try, you're doing. You're not trying, you're doing. It's true. You putting out a new record. 
you know that that video is awesome you have a beautiful beautiful voice and oh. you're talented as hell so it's like like we, I, I support independent independent artists man independent creators because if we don't support each other nobody else will so yeah preach gotta get it <laughs> gotta real. get it gotta get it it's almost it's, well today's sunday so i'm preaching <laughs> what what I forgot what day it was so we, yeah I got Martin Luther King off tomorrow so. mm-hmm. <laughs> nice yeah mm-hmm. so, I was yeah. gonna well I just we've been going for a little bit do you is it worth bringing up the I okay let's just keep talking for a little bit Laura. Okay. this has been fun I'm gonna cut um, you off then first because I want to get to a right, question sure, I was sure. gonna leave this off but I was very curious you brought up or somebody brought up uh just how like you know warm the recording sound they're not like overproduced they're not you know I don't think they're quantized to all hell so I was gonna you know ask you know do you want to share any like uh tips or tricks that you've been doing in the engineering side of things and the the production side of things where you guys are making your record sounds so good and not like the rest of the modern rock that's out there where it's like, hey, that, like that's a good song, but man, the production just right. is killing it for me because it sounds just so like, you know, quantized, overproduced, processed. electronic, processed. Because yeah. you guys sound, I mean, you guys have a very warm and full sound. It sounds like professional grade, yeah. but not, like you mentioned, not a overly sanitized, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, I just want to pop right. that in. Yeah, yeah uh, so like for me, and I, I think everybody agrees with this, and we touched on a little bit earlier, but we're, we prefer to not write songs as we're recording them. Mm-hmm. And so for us, like a big part of our process is playing it out live several times before we attempt to record it. And I think that that kind of... It, it's not necessarily an obvious thing that sort of sets the stage for things sounding more organic and less processed because, um, and this isn't necessarily true for everybody, but like when you have a bigger band with a lot of instruments, if you're not like very intentional about like how you're going about the recording and what you plan to do, which order you want to do tracks in and things like that, you can, you can run into like little problems where then you start to have to like maybe process that like it's uh, i'm trying to think like a specific example but like i know a lot of bands they might have a song half written mm-hmm. and they might start recording like they're like oh you know let's go ahead and get the drums down um and then maybe part way along the way the guitarist changes his part a little bit and so then like the drummer has like written a part that is not necessarily like going exactly with this new part the guitarist has written so I think like for us, like it's really important where we, we all have our parts mostly done before we even start. And then um, from there, I think it's just trying to use like a light touch on things where mm-hmm. like if if something doesn't sound good, rather than trying to like use processing to make it sound better, like it, a lot of cases it's just better to do another take and like try either like a different mic setup or take like a day or two to practice a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It's like a quantizing type of situation or like an auto tune situation where, you know, um, and, and for the record, like we're not necessarily like against auto tune or quantizing, but I think that for every musician, like the goal should be to like not use those things. Yeah, for sure. Like they're helpful tools, but they shouldn't be like, the foundation or like what's being relied on yeah so like i think that like practice and playing songs out at shows are 
almost like underrated ways that you can make your recording sound more organic and less produced um, because you're not having to like repair things on the fly because parts are changing or people weren't as familiar as they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. but yeah. And I think just like a light touch with like engineering in general is a good idea. Like you don't want to use effects just because you have them. You want to like just subtly kind of like, you know, just little sprinklings of things here and there. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Very yeah, nice. No. I just love the talking shop when it comes to the, absolutely because I'm in like by no means uh, an engineer or producer, but when doing demos, I like to just make them sound as good as possible for when I do pass them off to an engineer or producer that I want to work with. Be like, this, this is pretty much what I'm going for, and help me make it better <laughs> instead of just being like here's a phone recording of yeah, a right. song that like i kind of half-assed right yeah. <laughs> most of the words right yeah i might change them for when we get in the studio but i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. no i mean and i feel that too I, one thing that's been interesting to me to see having the chance i've started working a lot more um doing freelance over the past like two years um of just working on people's albums or singles and stuff with cello stuff. Yeah. Or like, you know, grabbing my violin friends and being going together with people's records and and whatnot. And it's really interesting to see, there are some people who work very much in the box, but those people sometimes, and not, they don't, it's not, like a demerit or something because sometimes you can make it work really good and if you have like electronic music let's say, oh yeah, then spend hours and hours with all those different effects and different things. But sometimes it's hard for me sometimes I want to say something when I see like a singer songwriter, for example, with a really great song, go into the studio. And then all of a sudden it's a playground, right? There's so many options in front of you. So you layer and you layer and you layer and you layer. And by the time it's done, it just sounds like too sweet. Like a, I don't know, like a, Mm. like a coffee cake that just had way too much sugar in it. You know, like it would have been perfect two cups ago and now it's too yeah. much you know yeah. Yeah. uh so it's it's interesting to hear your perspective from a from an engineer and again not saying because for some genres it works really well yeah, but yeah like you but, said electronic music you, you, right yeah, yeah that's kind of the point but there's so much temptation right now to you know you can smooth out a lot of different uh vocal or even cello and violin imperfections with auto-tune you can quantize mm-hmm. you can fix all these mistakes but then are you losing the soul of the song in the process if right. you're just, yeah. like, sometimes? Yeah. Have you seen the... Especially with like <laughs> singer-songwriter and rock music, like people want to hear humans. <laughs> so yeah. it's like in, in... Like if you listen to like classic rock songs, like even big hits, like you hear like little imperfections, oh, yeah. like little things that aren't right on beat or notes that might be like slightly off vocally. But we love it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like it's a human and it sounds real and yeah yeah, yeah they're just they're, yeah there's one song i forgot who was by i think ian matthews but like he just went back it was, like it was released in the 70s he went back and did this like fun doo-wop song where it's just acapella but they're all clapping on beat mm. just you know quarter note pulses and then but you hear like they obviously got a bunch of people in the room to help with the claps but you hear some people yeah, get off yeah. for <laughs> a, a clap here or there yeah. it's like it's funny and it's like you know that that when they all came in a little bit early yeah. and <laughs> it's just it just made it yeah, more that, yeah, authentic keeping that, yeah keeping it authentic yeah and I, you know i and i think like especially with us doing a lot of you know like vocal stuff within it and i told you guys like the, the 
I want all every chorus to sound like an anthem. I just mm-hmm. want, you know, and then seeing what we do, you know, live and all of us when that hook kicks in and all four out of five of us, or all five of us mm-hmm. are singing at the same time. You know, there are certain elements of like, you know, that's awesome. But and then incorporate that, incorporating that into the album, you know, we'll do our thing. But yeah, I, I see us going into the, all five of us in the studio doing certain things and making noise and yelling and <laughs> stuff like that within the album to kind of keep that, that, that punk rock energy into right. it. And I think that's part, we, I like big albums. I like big, you know, I like big, I love strings and stuff like that, but creating those, that, that epicness doesn't need to still sound like, you know, cookie cutter. You can still yeah. have those strings and all those things just kind of wobble into the mix. And we've, we've dealt with, we did, we've done string stuff with our first album and then we did, you know, yeah, we, with our first album mm. and, um, yeah, that was that shit was fun. So <laughs> now we're doing. We had the EP. Now we're doing this album. Yeah, we want to. We st- we still want to think big and do all these things and all of us singing and stuff like that. But just how it how it mixes and how it bounces off each other, you know. Yeah. That that's that's the whole that's the whole power of it. Another so. funny example of like just how things are getting too uh, too perfect is that when you go back and listen to something that's not perfect. People like are overanalyzing it. So Paul Davids did a video on uh, the song Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. And he points out that it's like, you know, you play along to it and it's out of tune because the B string is just slightly out of tune. Okay. And he gets really into detail and, and, but it like, it doesn't sound out of tune. It sounds great. And he's thinking like, oh, John Fruchetta is a genius for doing this on purpose. Like he, cause, you know, and he then he tunes the B string to perfectly match, and it's like it doesn't sound like it just sounds so good. Yeah. And then John Fruchetta was recently on a podcast with Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin brought that video up, and John Fruchetta was like, oh, that's funny. I that probably I probably just didn't tune my guitar. <laughs> Yeah, I probably just didn't tune it and it sounded fine, so I recorded it and there you oh, go. Oh, man. Yeah. That guy, guy need to get hit with a pancake. Because yeah. <laughs> I usually oh, love Paul David's stuff, but I remember watching it. I was like, yeah, this is, I, yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, he probably... Cause the curtains blew, Everything man. was out of tune, yeah. Uh, yeah. like in the 60s and 70s. Okay. Like, they just, you know, would be doing a bunch of takes in a row and eventually it got out of tune, but then one of the out of tune takes was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the one we're using. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I try to like yeah, like with auto tune and stuff like that. I try to I'm self conscious about certain how I hit notes and sometimes and stuff like that. Where I'm like, oh, it's a, it's, it's a tidbit off, and because I record all my own vocals, yeah. but I just like to be in that room and putting all my stuff in place and stuff like that. Instead of me, you know, going somewhere recording it, and all of a sudden I listen to it like shit. I gotta go back and mm-hmm. like right. so I, I try to pinpoint everything that I'm doing, and um I try to be I, as I try to be as good as I possibly can, but I record with this mic and I record with a um yeah. road mic to, for the for the softness stuff. Yep. This mic is gritty. Yeah, this it's mic, this mic, great you, for yeah, that, yeah. Those biting and I, vocals and, and then just... I used to be in a metal band. So what? I really, yeah, I was in a band called Stuck on the Water. So Damn, uh, that's my, cool. our, produ- <laughs> our producer, our producer, he was like, Check this out, Chris. Here's some weed, here's some beer. Smoke and drink this. Grab this mic. This mic. <laughs> And sing. He wanted me to sound like I did when I was at shows. Mm. And everything you, if you listen to that record, everything, the first record, everything you hear was me high and stone. 
eye drunk. <laughs> That's funny. Because he wanted that rawness. He didn't want me to sound, you know, he didn't want this, he didn't want it to be perfect. He wanted me Damn. to he want he want those squeaks and those screams and all these other things. Yeah. Now, Invisible is a totally different monster, and I, I didn't want to make things sound pretty and beautiful, but it still has this rawness. And yeah. then with the with our vocals and the chants and all the things we got within these vocals. Is um that's what I'm saying. We have vocal practice for for practice. It's like all right, we're preparing ourselves for the live show to get in sync. Then we're preparing ourselves for the you know recordings to get that all in place, man. It's like we we and like I said, we're live man. We want people to listen to this record, be in this world, but but we want people to be in this carnival world and they see this band mm-hmm. performing. So it's still like that live atmosphere. We want people to still hear that. We want we want people to have shows in their in their headphones, listen to it. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, that 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 beautiful I call it that beautiful rigidness. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, where everything just kind of bounce in place. I think Justin does a good job putting that beautiful rigidness within, you know, mm-hmm. everything go. You know that we we do to kind of keep it more authentic. He, I love this man. He <laughs> he, got, he got a lot of work to do because we this this is this is gonna be our most ambitious album ever. <laughs> That's, yeah. just, that's just, a, that's, that just that's a reality. There's a sigh that happened yeah. right there. Character, characters, me and him wrote characters. We sat down and wrote that album. Right. And then we kind of pieced everything together to present it live. This, all five of us pieced this album together. So this is more, this is more in tune with us as a band to put, put everything in place. The first album, me and Justin sat down and kind of orchestrated all of that and put all that stuff but yeah this yes yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of work a lot of fun but but fun i'm Can't excited to hear it yeah yeah uh i'll save my question i was gonna have another question let's save oh, it yeah, for another time it's been we've that. been talking for a long time and <laughs> what time? i love it but i think oh. i feel like uh no i just there's a there's a couple of different ways that conversation could go which means that we'll just have to have you back when the album yeah. is finished yes we will we can walk through the album and i'll ask that question <laughs> part at two. that time part two okay write Come. down the question because you're gonna oh, I, I, it's in the it's in our document notes which you haven't opened at all <laughs> i was i was working a lot today i'm sorry that's okay i'm joking I, I was running late. No. I, it's all I'm good. I'm joke. I joke. I kid. But but we got to the toilets. We got that. <laughs> Come on. We, we, forget about we did the toilet segment. That's the most important part. Right? <laughs> no, nah, just you kidding. didn't even need to write that in the docs anymore. That's that's true. Uh, although on a completely unrelated note, at some point I want to introduce sauerkraut into a game with a band, but Wait, that'll what? be a different. <laughs> Okay. That'll be. It was on the dock. <laughs> you oh, yeah. yeah, wow, hey, embarrassing. My, my son, my son calls sauerkraut sauerkraut. Like, 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 what do you say? Sauerkraut. What you like? What you eating, Roman? Sauerkraut. <laughs> That's. Really but it was cute. a couple of years ago, so now he can say, you know, sauerkraut. Because he's I at mean, that five age, like, dad, whatever. Uh, that, was, that was a couple of years ago, dude. I thought you were going to be like, oh, he's now old enough and I'm to like, say sour shit. We call, we, call, we call each other dude. dude. That's what like, you Dude, do. what are you doing? Nice, nice. No, dude. I'm going to, like, in the hospital, I'm going to be calling my baby, like, dude. When that, when, if that oh, look at comes, that little dude. Like, Yo, dude. Oh, my God. What are you doing? And I'll just name him, like, dude. Bro. Dude, dick. <laughs> dude, <laughs> Still got to be, you know, keep the alliteration alive in my family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude, dick. Yo, dude, dick. Y'all get that dude, dick. <laughs> dude, dick. Yeah. Do that. 
Well, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, That's how we end the show. <laughs> and with that, yeah. Yeah. my quota. <laughs> well, uh, we are an English show. <laughs> uh, although, let's make sure that we, one more time, emphasize the fact that Invisible Cartoons is playing at Pollyanna on Saturday, February 4th. Can you guys give us the details again? What time? What's the cover charge if there is one? It's free! Hey! <laughs> show starts at 8.30. We got a two-hour set. Nice. It's in St. Charles, Illinois. Just look up Pollyanna. There's two different locations, but St. Charles, beer. Illinois. They have fantastic Very beer, good. fantastic people. The last time we played there, it was a lot of fun. The sound guy, Rick, was phenomenal. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come on out, guys. Come and support. If you watch this, support podcasts, support local artists, support anything that we're trying to do to make the world a better place in your brain cells. We're trying to stimulate your mind in a positive way. So February 4th, <laughs> Pollyanna, show starts at 830 and it's free. <laughs> Perfect. And then if people want to follow you in the meantime, keep up to date with when the album's dropping or behind the scenes of you in a green suit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You, y'all, y'all be seeing some behind the scenes of our of our videos. It was, I was watching it a couple of days and it was just a lot of fun. I was just like, this is silly. I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll show some video of me with a green suit holding um, <laughs> Ryan Wordy's uh, his tie pretending he's floating in a bottle of um, Slap Nasty Juice. <laughs> That's fun. Slap Nasty Soda. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Can, but where can they follow you, Nordic? <laughs> um, you can follow us on InvisibleCartoons.com. Nice. And then you can get all the show information. We got music videos. You can check out our music videos if you want to sign the mailing list. Sign the mailing list. We're not bugaboos. We we probably do about six emails a year. Very thick theatrical emails to say we're doing stuff and we're around and we have candy and hugs and lots of uh-huh. dance moves. <laughs> and I need to, I need to stretch my bones because we haven't played a show since December. So I gotta I gotta get back in place. And I wear a kilt now. And that's the part of oh, my hell yeah. I have a rainbow kilt. Hell yeah. yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Yeah, my my I my my wife, my wife just bought me uh, for my birthday a new us uh, these these shoes. Um they're 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 crazy. <laughs> she and she was like, You gonna wear I thought I I get you these shoes for your shows. I'm like, Oh, you want me to wear these at the shows? I'm like, these things are cool. All right, cool. So I, so I, I got three pairs of shoes, four pairs of shoes that I wear to shows. And our, our fashion sense is going to increase with certain things that we're doing. We're silly, man. And we, we, we smile rocket. And we're going to have fun this year. And we hope everybody have fun with us. Awesome. Sci-fi disco carnival. About to be on like donkey Kong. <laughs> perfect yeah couldn't end that better any better thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast thank you for Enjoy. having us on the belly hour for life <laughs> there we go and if you like these kinds of conversations if you like live music uh which we're going to be doing a lot more of events and uh other things throughout the year you can follow us at the underbelly hours on facebook and instagram technically TikTok. We don't use it anymore, but we are on there if you guys are ever on TikTok. Uh, also, you can stream all of the podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all of the Spotify streaming or whatever streaming platforms, but also on Ox Chicago or OxAudio.com. And this has been an episode of the Underbelly Hours. It has. Mm-hmm. You're Adela. Woo. You're Dan. <laughs> oh, fuck. We messed it up. Wow, we did it backwards. Uh, okay. Just cut it. Just good. Good. We're good. Okay. Bye. Bye. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs>
This has been a production of Ox Audio. For more information on Ox and the Ox Audio Podcast Network, visit us online at oxchicago.com.